1: I don't think they're ready for this. This is different. A LA Ram podcast? Not based in California, but based in Florida? Come on, now. You know I had to do it. Ram Nation, stand up. It's Ramley Talk from the Playmakers Bar podcast, hosted by Darnell the Playmakers Silence. Let's talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? You know me, down there to play Mega Sounds out here in Justinville, Florida, which means it's another edition of Rimley Talk. Now, this week, going into this week, we had a bad, had some pain because we suffered our first loss at Buffalo. We're gonna recap that, we're gonna get into what happened, how we lost. But some good things did happen. No more victories. No more victories. But some good things did happen up in Buffalo. Then we're going to preview week four. Week four against the New York football giants. Also, Tyler O will give you the fantasy talk for the Rams. As always, he's doing a good job with that. But without further ado, I'm not going to waste your time because it's going to be a very short episode. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's. Talk about what happened last week up in Buffalo. Now, it was the battle of the unbeatens. 2-0 Los Angeles Rams at the 2-0 Buffalo Bills. Going to, this, going to this game, I told y'all I didn't like this game. I had my reasons for not liking this game. And most of it showed. When you look at the game, you see what I was talking about. This Buffalo team is Physical. This Buffalo team gets out there. They would lie, they lean on their quarterback Josh Allen, who was a dude, third quarterback. Start off the game. Don't like how we started. We 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 are down twenty eight to three in the third quarter. Twenty eight to three. Eight minutes left in the third quarter. Everything's going wrong. Golf threw an interception. Reynolds fumbled. Miss field goal. Can't keep a drive going. Everything was going wrong with the Rams. Until the eight-minute mark of the third quarter. What took place? We go down. We score a touchdown. Interception. By the way, that interception, that could have went either way. But the fact that John Johnson made that play. Help start off the comeback. We get the ball back. I believe that's when Jared Goff hit Robert Woods for a touchdown. Alright, 14 unanswered. We're down 17-28. Buffalo gets the ball back. They fumble. Aaron Donald strip sack. Josh Allen, we get the football. Jared Goss finds Cooper Cup. 16-yard touchdown. What do you know? It is 25-28. The Rams are back in the game. Oh, we about to see another comeback victory. We already saw two of them against the Atlanta Falcons. One featuring a, a person that we need to beat. And Nick Foles over in Chicago. He did a comeback victory against the Atlanta Falcons on the same day. But nevertheless, there we go. Josh Allen and the Bills are struggling all of a sudden because it's the fourth quarter. It's coming down, It's coming down the way. It's the fourth quarter. It's the late in the fourth quarter. They have to punt. We go down. Derek Henderson, one yard in. All of a sudden, the Los Angeles Rams are leading. 32-28. A 25 comeback to take the lead. And then... That's when it went back down here. We had them in a the third and 22. And they own territory. On their side of the 50. And we let Cole Beasley get 23 yards. On third and 22. Third and 22. Playing the zone. Played his zone. Cole Beasley was in the middle of the zone. Caught the ball. Probably at the 20-yard 20 20-yard 20 mark. And got the extra, extra three yards to get the first down. Can't do that. We let them get a the first down. They was panicking. We let them get a the first down. They gave them life. Clock's still rolling down. Going to the end of the game. Come back. It's fourth and eight. Fourth and eight. It is Darius Williams. Ricky. Versus Gabriel Davis. Ricky. In a tussle battle. Josh Allen's presence, so he just throws it. He he just throws it. By the time Gable turned around, the ball already went past his face. Flag on the play. Pass interference. Defense number 32. P.I. on Darius Williams. First down Buffalo at the five-yard line. And what they do the very next play with 15 seconds left. Tyler Croft's second touchdown is the game winning touchdown. Buffalo stays unbeaten. The Rams suffer their first loss. 35 to 32. Man, that one stung. We got bit by a P.I. this time. We got the P.I. bitten on us. Hate the call. Don't like the call. You he, heard everybody else; they didn't like it, they don't understand it, whatnot. But we got bit and we lost. Now you can't give up twenty-eight points in the first three quarters and then make a comeback. That's one problem. But I do say this: I love that I love the fact Sean Bay stuck to the game plan. He didn't abandon it down twenty-five because he kept running the ball. I mean, Derek Anderson had twenty carries. For 114 yards and a touchdown. The fact that you down 25 points. Midway to the third quarter. And you didn't abandon your game plan. I like it. I like Sean McVay sticking to the game plan. Not panicking. He said, alright. Didn't have a great first half. So far the third quarter. yeah, we getting there. Stuck to the game plan. Defense broke up. Defense was getting stops and turnovers. He kept running with the game plan. Run the ball with Derrick Henderson, play action, pass, find receivers down the field, stuff like that. Love the fact Sean V showed confidence in his game plan and his players to know we can come back. Now, looking at the stats, we had a better passing game. We had a better rushing game. We had a better offense. We were just better. But what does that mean when you're down 25 in the third quarter? It don't mean nothing. Like, look, let me, let me tell y'all the stats. If I if y'all haven't heard it already, you should have. Jared Goff, 23 for 32, 321, two touchdowns a pick. He had a rushing touchdown. I already told you, Henderson stats, 20 carries, 114 in a touchdown. Cooper Cup nine receptions, one hundred and seven yards a touchdown. Robert Woods, five receptions, 74 yards a touchdown. Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, 24 for 33, 311, four touchdowns, an interception, and a rushing touchdown. Yes, he had five on us. That was one of my concerns. What we're gonna do with Josh Allen? There you go. There's there there. Nah, David Singletary, thirteen carries, seventy-one yards, four catches, fifty yards. They use him completely. Cole Beasley, six catches, one hundred yards. Gabriel Davis. I know Gabriel Davis from UCF. He's a, he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills out of UCF. Very good receiver. He'll get better along the way. Four catches, 81 yards. Stephon Diggs didn't do much, but four catches, 41, 49 yards, a touchdown. He didn't do much, but had a touchdown. Tyler Croft, the tight ends killed. Doesn't even even have a big yards game, because Tyler Croft had four catches for 24 yards, but he had two touchdowns. The other tight end, Smith, a touchdown, a one yard touchdown, a one yard touchdown catch. Two tight ends could, buy, two touchdowns. Got three, two tight ends caught three touchdown passes from Josh Allen. Not only did we get bit by a defensive penalty on us, we also got bit by tight ends. I, ironic. We the ones that use our tight ends and lately passing the fence will be going in our favor. Not, not, not in week three. Not in week three whatsoever. But, you can't. Hope this is a learning lesson for the guys because you can't come out slow. And have another team, and have another team get a twenty-five point lead, because if we'd have played like that throughout the whole game, we beat Buffalo. We might beat them by ten. Like most of y'all was predicting, we was gonna beat them by. So, hey, through four, through the first quarter of the season, three and one, kind of figured back to back. I kind of figured back to back East Coast trip. We weren't gonna lose both of them. So I knew we was gonna win one of them. I didn't expect us to win both of them. So. I had the Philly one we was going to lose, and then the Buffalo one we was going to sneak by, but we took care of Philly, and Buffalo stuck by us. Three and one. We're, we're, we're th- no, not three and one. Well, I can't speak ahead, but we should be three and one when we get done with the New York Giants this coming Sunday. I'm just going to throw that out there. We should be three and one. We can't lose to the Giants. So, mind if fact, since I'm speaking on this game, let's go ahead and talk about it. The New York Football Giants, they lost Saquon Barkley in Week 2 to the ACL that Week 2 win. Ooh, Saquon went down with the ACL. Nick Bosa went down with the ACL. Solomon Thomas went down with the ACL. Cortland Sutton went down with the ACL. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Raheem Mostert got hurt. Tatum Coleman got hurt. Drew Locke got hurt. Our own Cam Akers got hurt. Week two was terrible. Terrible. Christian McCaffrey got hurt in week two. So a lot of names, not a big name player, especially for fantasy purposes, got hurt in week two. Okay. Let's, let's look at the Giants. 31st of offense. They the second to last in offense. 26 in the passing department and ranked last in rushing. They signed Dante Freeman. To try to help with the Saquon Barkley loss, didn't turn out so. F- did turn out in game one against the 49ers. His first game, he didn't have an offseason season like everybody else. But we'll see. If we can, if we can get our defense geared up and ready to go and ready to put somebody in the mouth, for some revenge. Dante Freeman gonna have a, a bad re- a second game with the Giants. Just don't let it out though. Defense, however, they defense is ranked twelfth. in the top half. In the NFL in defense, so there's something going for the Giants there. They don't they don't get they don't like to get run on, but you can't pass on them. Last time we met, we met them three years ago in the Meadowlands. November 5th, 2017. Do y'all remember the score of that game? 51 to 17. Matter of fact, speaking of a third and twenty two. Then we have a 3rd and 22 against them, and we took it all the way. Matter of fact, golf threw a screen to Wobble Woods. On 3rd and 22, Wobble Woods took it all the way to the house. I remember that. That was the funniest thing. That that pretty much surmised what the Giants (laughs) were. They gave up a 3rd and 22 for a 50-plus yard touchdown. It was hilarious to me. But that was three years ago. They held the 49ers to 2.7 yards per carry On week 3 35 carries for 93 yards, not bad, but If y'all heard what I said There was no Jimmy Garoppolo There was no who, Rami, uh, Raheem Moster There was no Tevin Coleman, so we talking Jerry McKinnon I think Wilson Jr. We playing with backups here, Backups so, I expect the starters on the defensive side to do something. Passing-wise, no. Because Nick Mullins came in through for 343 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Might want to work on the pass defense, Trance. You might want to work on it. Now you're finna deal with a team who is healthy. Bes- besides the fact that Nate Boone gonna be out, Cam Makers is still recovering from a rib rip cartridge injury. Michael Brown got a little pinky, but we got him in the splinter. But other than that, it's pretty much been a running back by committee. We got that 1-0 line out. But we looked it good against Buffalo. Offensive of line did well. We only gave up two sacks. The defense got four sacks, a forced it, and a fumble recovery. Daniel Jones had been pressured 47.5% of his drop pass, which is the highest in the NFL. Now you got Aaron Donner coming to get you. With Morgan Fox behind him. Michael Brockers behind him. Leonard Ford behind him. Sam evercan behind him. Daniel Jones. Y'all better have a game plan for Daniel Jones because he might get mauled. If I don't have a game plan when y'all come to L.A., I'm just going to throw that out there. By the way, under the Sean Vey era, the Rams are 10-4 and following the loss. I like it. This is it's It smells victory. It smells victory when Sunday comes. When they get to that 7 o'clock mark on the East Coast, it's going to feel and smell and taste a victory for the Rams. That's what it's saying. We be being real. That's what it's saying. The Rams should be 3-1 and one after the first quarter of the season. After the first quarter of the season, the Rams should be 3-1. and one. And I don't object. Whatsoever. We better be 3-1 at the end of Sunday. Or else I'm going to be pissed. I don't want to be pissed. It's too early in the season for me to be pissed. All the games down the line, I threw about a week, then I can get pissed. Because that's when we get the Bucks, the Patriots, the second time with the 49ers, the Seahawks. I think we might have to see how a in that span. And probably twice with the Cardinals, but the Giants. I expect the victory. Week five, I think it's the Washington Redskins. I expect the victory in that one too. Like, do not sit here. I'm not trying to get pissed this early in the season. I don't want to get pissed this early in the season. It's not. It's not that time for that. The time is not for that right here. To get pissed early in the season, it's not. So, I need this W. I need y'all to beat them by 40. You probably won't beat them by 40, but what I had, I had us winning 38 to 20. Mm, I don't see 20. Mm-mm. More like 38 to, to 10 or 48 to 20. We're going we gonna to beat them pretty good. We're going to give it to them. Then after that, we had to watch We had to go back to the East Coast to play the Washington football team. We better smash them. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. That's a that's a that's a Washington fan that I know of. I want us to beat the hell out of the football team in week five. But I'm gonna save that for next week. I'm gonna save that. Then the 49ers, Sunday night football. Chicago at home on Monday night at Miami. Oh yeah. So pretty much Look. We go we need to go three and one after week after week after this Sunday. Go another three and one or four and zero. In the next four games, we're good because we got a bye week in week nine. You talking about Seattle twice. Temple Bay on a Monday night. Another matchup with San Fran. Arizona twice. We got the Patriots on Thursday night football. And then the Jets. That's when it's time to get real. It's time to it down and really put truth to word. I put my truth to word against the Buffalo Bills. I hate the fact that I was right. But it is what it is, so, hey. Now, it's on to the Giants. Beat beat the hell out of them, okay? Beat the hell out of them. Now, before we get out of here, Tyler O finna stop in real quick. He finna give you your fantasy Rams talk for week four. And it should be pretty easy, because it is the Giants. So, Tyler O, take it away.
2: Welcome to week four of Rams Fantasy Talk. I'll be your host, Tyler Urgenski. Let's get right to it. It is a great week to roster Rams Fantasy players. For starters, the Rams have a 30 and a quarter point implied total, most on the entire week. Las Vegas has projected the Rams to score 30.25 points in this game. That is the most on the week tied with the Seahawks. And they're also a nine point favorite. That's going to be a jumping off point. Things are good with the Rams in week four. Let's start off with the Rams, defense, and special teams. I don't usually talk about defenses, but this is just an absolute smash spot. Daniel Jones has been sacked three times per game and has four interceptions and two fumbles on the air. That's two turnovers per game. The Giants have absolutely no ability to run the ball, so the Rams defense can just defend the pass and walk straight through this game. It's tough for me to see any Ram truly failing this week. There obviously will be one Ram who disappoints, but I promise you, you want to take your chances as the odds of starting a Ram and him performing to or beyond expectations is in your favor. Let's start off with Goff. He's had a great game against the Cowboys in Week 1. More of a game manager type, but he got it done. He got the W. He produced two top 12 QB games in the next two weeks against the Eagles and the Seahawks. He's outperforming my expectations so far, so apologies for not being in on Jared Goff. And at the end of the day, his TD rate was quite low in 2019. I expected to see a spike in 2020, so I shouldn't be too surprised. Anyways, it's a no-brainer to start Jared Goff in fantasy if you have him this week. He's a fine, low-end QB1, and he's a smash in Superflex Leagues. Get him out there, get him in your lineups, he's great. I will own telling people to drop Daryl Henderson after week one, but part of being a decent fantasy analyst is you need to change and adapt every week with new information as new things come to you. With that said, Daryl Henderson is looking like a guy who is locked into a top 24 role at this time, and possibly for the rest of the season. Malcolm Brown is truly just another running back in acres, is not only injured, but looked like a true rookie in his first few games, There is a chance that Daryl Henderson just takes his backfield and runs with it. I like that chance, especially on this team. Part of the reason I like that chance is through three weeks, the Rams have the most rush attempts in the entire NFL, and no one runs the ball more in neutral game scripts, which that means is when the game is close, the Rams are still running the ball. This is good for running backs on the Rams in fantasy. This is a rushing football team. In fact, this is the NFL's most rushing football team. So Daryl Henderson, gotta get him. Gotta start him. He's getting the majority of the rush attempts over the past two weeks and is getting decent, consistent pass work in three targets per game over the last two weeks. Henderson has looked pretty great. Malcolm Brown is and will continue to be more of a desperation flex and weak handcuff. Akers, for me, is actually a decent buy low and hold. I think there could be some type of opportunity for him down the line, especially if he gets healthy. I wouldn't be dropping any of these running backs at this point. It isn't advised. We know this backfield can change at any time, we know it's quite volatile, just look what's happened in the first three weeks. Although right now, going forward, Henderson's a guy, top 24 option. Shifting over to wide receivers, one thing I did like, Josh Reynolds did see a 90% snap rate in week three. He's looking to clearly be that number three wide receiver. He's a solid bench dash in case anything happens to Copper Woods, as he is very familiar with that offense and golf and how things work there. We're not starting Josh Reynolds, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind having him. Van Jefferson is still a drop. Woods' situation in fantasy is great. He's a low-end wide receiver one in most matchups, but his floor is wide receiver two. Gets a lot of work in the pass game. He has seven attempts on the year. He's likely going to draw James Radbury in this matchup, Probably the Giants' best defender. Again, I tell you to temper expectations a little, but honestly, he's completely fine. You got him in your lineup, keep rolling. Cup, on the other hand, again, naturally draws the better matchup with Woods in an entanglement with Bradbury. One thing I really like about Cup from week one to week three, his targets and snaps have steadily been on the rise. It's good to see. I always knew he was a full-time player. When we talk about Woods, we talk about Cup. We're talking 1A, 1B. Swap him either way. His snaps, his targets, are climbing exactly as they should be. Cup likely draws rookie Holmes, who's been gashed so far this year. Cup's a top 12 option once again. I have some concern with Higby. Everett surprisingly became a thing again in week three and saw a 41% snap share. Yes, Higby's Woods at 72%. It's not as concerning, but... But then you realize they both got targeted twice. Same target share in the past game. Not panicking, but something to monitor. In conclusion, start all your Rams, golf, Henderson, Woods, cup, Higby with confidence. But don't be shocked if we ever get a little bit more involved this week. That's it for Rams Fantasy Talk. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.
1: All right, Tyler, thank you for that. You got your fantasy football talk. Which rounds you should play? Which should probably be all of them. Like he said, all of them. We suffer our first loss. It is what it is. We got the Giants and up. Handle business, Sean McVay. Handle business, Jerry Garfield and the team. Y'all handle business. Go up 3-1. Get ready for the Washington football team in week five. And I'm going to get ready for the Washington football team in week five because it is so. Good. from my here in Jacksonville, Florida, this is your homie down there to play Mega Silence. For another edition of Ramley Talk, I'll catch y'all next week when we preview week five.